Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. No matter what time of day it is, or wherever you're located, right here, right now, you're with me, Laura Paget, And this is my podcast called Living What You're Given. I wanted to offer a new series right here at the holiday time in 2021, where we can begin to look at the reasons for, and maybe some of the alternatives to, perfectionism. Because perfectionism can really distract us from the beauty of the season, can cause us to be uptight, and that reflects in our relationships. And that means it might be something we want to look at letting go of. You know, if you look at perfectionism as an evil queen, supported by three pillars, or her court assistants, if you will, comparison, competition, and control, and you can identify those as you begin to walk into the events around the holiday, maybe you can let go a little bit if perfectionism is a problem for you. Because no matter how hard we try, sometimes the influences of the world or the expectations of ourselves or others can lead us into that hallway that is so seductive, but yet it really won't give us any kind of satisfaction And that is when we walk into the trap of the evil queen, perfectionism. Welcome back in, folks, to Living What You're Given and to our series, Poverty's Nerfect. I explained in the little intro there why we feel this is an important series to have at this time of the year, but I also wanted to start my podcast as I start all podcasts, and that is by thanking and acknowledging that musician. The name of that song is The Queen's Court trying to set up a visual for us of walking into that trap that we can find ourselves in sometimes. And it is written and performed by a gentleman who lives in Evergreen, Colorado. And he is a budding musician, composer, producer, and performer. And he's also my son, Gabriel Tafoya. So thanks, Gabe. I love it. It really does fit, I think, with what we're trying to show here. You know, folks... We don't often see ourselves as pursuing perfectionism. Anyway, I don't. But I know that it is something I do. And so I'm trying to unpack the pieces of it that lead me into believing I have to do better or do more or, you know, be something I'm not and compare myself and then control the outcome of how all that lops together, if you will, into the final product. I think that some of the most important lessons I ever learned about perfectionism were in the world of dance. Many of you know I was a dancer for, whew, 
gosh, almost 30 years, I think. And I did perform and I did compete. I also was blessed to teach. And when I was performing and competing, there certainly is a level of perfectionism and precision that need to be adhered to. But as I taught dance, what I heard were stories of people who really had been made to believe that they were not able to dance because they weren't perfect. Their body wasn't perfect. Their rhythm wasn't perfect. They didn't understand this or that. You know, folks, that is such a subtraction of the soul. When we make people believe that we are perfect, or try to make people believe that, it's so easy for us to expect that of others and make them believe they are less than if they don't hit the perfect mark. So when I began to teach dance, I saw this right away. I heard these stories from many people who said, well, you know, I really wanted to learn how to dance, but I couldn't do that because, you know, my teacher told me I just didn't have the right body or I didn't have this or that. I just wasn't the perfect fit for the art. Well, the thing is, folks, we cannot let art use us. We use art. And when we are held to a standard of what others do, comparison, and we need to be better than others, competition. And we can only feel good about ourselves if we walk off that stage with a gold medal or with the accolades and applause, then we've tried to manipulate and have control of the outcome. So I began to ask my students to come into my classes and drop their perfectionism in a thing called a bucket of pee. And it was a big white bucket with a P painted on it. And it was for perfectionism. I asked them to do that so that they could dismiss the messages they'd been given before while they embraced the truths they were beginning to learn. I also told them, and I really believe this to this day, that the art of dance, like the art of painting or singing or making music, those arts don't live in the elements of our bodies that perform them, those arts live in our heart. They come from our heart. And I don't believe anybody doesn't have a perfect heart. I don't believe anybody doesn't have the gift of creativity. So it was always my first instruction in the class before we stretched or anything else to drop that perfectionism of themselves and also their expectations of perfectionism in their teammates. Because... As I said, folks, if we expect it in ourselves, we're going to demand it of others. That doesn't make for very good team spirit. It doesn't make for an enjoyable experience in a team sport, which dance kind of is, I guess, or in anything that we're doing with other people. That includes our holidays. And so I've been really blessed to find some people who are going to come and talk to us about that. We're going to be discussing everything from Does Jesus really mean it in the Bible when he says, be perfect as your father's perfect? We're going to talk about the impact of perfectionism on our children. We're going to talk about the impact of perfectionism when we are finding ourselves in the role of caregiving and thinking, I can't do this. I'll never do it right. I've brought some people who will help you understand that a lot of our holidays, especially now as they're different than they've ever been in many ways, really can be great 
if we can create something new, if we can let go of what we think has to be and open ourselves for what is. I do hope you'll stay with us through these next several weeks. Next week, we have our first guest, and that is Mr. James Early. He's a gentleman who doesn't consider himself a Bible scholar, but I think he's pretty doggone close. That'll embarrass him, and I'm sorry, James. But he's going to be talking to us about some of the fundamentals of what the Bible means, what the authors of the Bible meant, what our Lord meant when he said, Be ye perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. We're going to be moving on from there to discuss different elements of our lives that we can release the control and release the comparison and the competition that keep us from doing things that are enjoyable and rewarding, holiday time or not. Just so happens these are holidays. So my wish for you this season is that you'll find a way to begin to evaluate the elements of perfectionism, dismiss them. I'm not saying don't do your best. I'm just saying relax and understand that truly, nobody's nervous. And we can have great holidays, whether the turkey burns or not, whether the Brussels sprouts are tough or not, and whether the relatives all get along. Hmm. If you find that secret, I would love to know it. Email it to me, will you? In the meantime, I'm Laura Paget, and you can reach me at laurallpaget.com. That's my website where you will find my podcast episodes, my blog, named Living What You're Given, interestingly enough, and information about my speaking topics and any events that I might be participating in that you might want to enjoy and share with others. There is also going to be some information there about how you can reach me if you're interested. I'm going to put that website information in my show notes, along with my son Gabe's email, if you'd like to reach out to him for any kind of music or just tell him, hey, great job. I hope you'll join me in looking at perfectionism through the lens that we've shared today and talking to yourself and maybe to others about how you can see yourself sometimes going into the quarters, the corridor of the queen. She doesn't give anything. She truly takes everything. So how about we find a way to uninvite her to our holidays this year? Till next time, bye-bye.